Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another fun-filled and uh, truth-bomby episode of Card Slingers Coast to Coast, where we talk about all the fun things related to tarot and making shit work. And so one of the things that we decided we wanted to talk about um, was the idea of wearing all the hats when you're doing this... um, whether it's part-time or full-time, and remember, John says we got to treat this like a true business, um, you're it. You know, uh, not all, like for the three of us, we're all kind of solo entrepreneurs here. It's just us. So doing what we do, whether it's part-time or full-time, and full-time people like kind of like me um, are the exception. You know, like I... um but but even then, like what I do is as we're going to talk about this, um, it's it's still to me kind of not truly a full time job where you know I'm I'm doing readings 100. percent So we wanted to you know talk to, to you all about our experiences of you know wearing all the hats, how how hard this can be on your body, and that doing what we do, providing excellent quality service to clients to help them get to wherever they want to be or receive the answers they want to be is more like, if you think about it, it's a marathon. It's not a small sprint. And it works, you know, like, and I, you know, I'm in Portland, so I I get all the Nike metaphors up here because just do it. But, um, you know, the sport Uh, metaphors. So, uh, you know, what is the sport of which you speak? Well, for me, it's running. I've always been a runner, but I was also a basketball player in high school. But in, you know, in running, you don't just get up one day and say, I'm going to run a 30 mile marathon or I know it's 26 point something, you know, miles, but you don't just get up and say, I'm perfectly healthy. I can do that. Like for me, I'm like, I'm still trying to work up to, you know, uh, my ideal goal is uh, a 5k under 30 minutes, which at almost 50 years old is kind of hard. But as an 18 year old, you know, I was able to do that in 20. But again, I practiced, I ran every day when I was in high school. And so this, this kind of this idea of wearing all the hats and trying to mitigate everything for the long haul is really kind of important to us all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that you're saying like 18 year old Jamie could do that near near 50 year old Jamie cannot do that or has to do like has to prep for it has to let her body know, hey, body, I am going to be working up towards this goal that is physically taxing. So you have to start like making those inroads and you have to start, you know, building your way and like kind of putting like your shingle out there in, um, in a universe sense where it's just like, Hey universe, I'm like ready. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for the next level. And sometimes it's you putting out the shingle and it's sometimes other people, you know, (laughs) saying, Oh, oh, you do readings, right? Or, oh, you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, yeah, sure, I can. Yeah, um, 
well, I can do that. And then finding out whether or not you can. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, like everybody thinks that, you know, tarot reading is, or tarot readers and what we do is just that, that description, tarot reading. Oh, that's all you have to do is just read the cards. Uh-huh. And- yeah. yeah, that's totally it. And also make sure you have cards to read and places to do it and new clients and that you file your goddamn taxes and that you make sure that you balance your books and you have a good idea of what next quarter is going to look like so that you can plan for it and you pay for conferences and you make sure that you get there and back and make sure people see your faces and take time to write and publishing. And if that's something that you want to do, but you don't have to, but it's great if you do, but you also need to build community and make sure you have friends in the business. And because you want to make sure that you stay up on what's going on in the community. And, and did I miss anything? I mean, I feel like you missed a lot there, but yeah, but, but there's way more. It is, it is way more. And I'd have to say, you know, between, you know, like what percentage do you to kind of think you do with all, you know, if you had to describe your, um, like your reading business, what percentage of just readings would you say you do? Like if you had to put a number on just that reading part? Probably a third. At, at most. Mine has changed. It, it was, I was doing six to nine readings a week before I got sick. Um, and now uh, I quit. I had, I got sick and I had to quit, which is something that you don't really think about when, and as we were talking before, like before we got on, very few people do this full-time, support themselves full-time doing tarot readings. It's, it's very unusual. Um, and if you do, good for you. That's awesome. Um, but one of the things that you don't think about is that like I got sick three years ago, everything stopped, reading stopped, conferences stopped, um, all of my income stopped immediately because I am, I am what makes this machine go. I am what it's me. You, I can't like, you can, you can get a reading from like from John or Amanda, uh, through the website, but I'm essentially, my name is on everything. It's my company. It's my business. And when I stopped, essentially, so did my business and so did that income. So that's something that you have to think about, too, is that if you get sick or tired or bored with it or something happens in your family, everything stops, you know, and that has repercussions. Mm -hmm. It really does. Like, um, as I kind of hinted, like, I kind of I feel like I straddle between, you know, kind of Melissa right now where she's recovering and making herself feel better and, and healthier to be able to come back, hopefully full time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the dream. And Hillary who is busting her ass off getting clients, doing all the readings. Like she said, only a third of what she does is readings. The rest of it is blog posts, uh, you know, podcasts, podcasting, pimping herself out for tapping, explaining what she does, all that other stuff, just to get people to understand and come to her. And like, for me, it's like, when I think about Jamie L. Ford, the brand TM, you know, registered or whatever, you know, uh, tarot readings are are very, a very small part of what I do. I am, I see myself first and foremost, a, a writer, just because that's always been in my blood, even before tarot cards. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that's 
you know, more of the majority of what I see myself kind of doing is talking tarot, writing about it and stuff like that. And um, then um, I'm, I'm also the editor of the Carter Mancer magazine. You know, I, I seek out new voices and stuff. And while you can say that's maybe not part of the Jamie brand TM, I include it because that is something that gets me out there, helps yeah, grow the community, like, you, like you were saying. And and all of this stuff takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to put into to make it work. And while a lot of what I do, I I, I legit say my stuff, I, I do what I do is a labor of love because while uh, my wife is the breadwinner, she makes all the money. I have asthma, I have allergies, I have this weird chronic neck issue where if I'm not at my best and I can't talk because I'm in so much pain, I don't do readings. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, my goal, I mean, again, it's also about like your goal in this business isn't necessarily to make million dollars. I mean, if it is great, go for it. That's a lot of work that I'm like, I can't, I, you know, my body and mind and all this, I can't hustle enough to do that. For me, it's like my, my business drive and goals are different where I want to, you know, I just want to get my name out there. I want to get my ideas out there and maybe have enough money to cover the conferences that I eventually, you know, when things reopen fully to be able to go to, you know, including flight, hotel bookings, and the tuition costs, mm-hmm. which like, you know, some of those things can be up to $5,000 because of location and inflation rates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it's also, you know, again, going back to wearing all the hats, once you get clarified about, you know, your business and what you want to do and how much energy you have, because, if you have a full-time job, like a lot of us used to do this, in addition to having that uh, 50, 60, 100 million hour day jobs. And in that case, sometimes you don't, you know, there are days where you come home and you don't want to read for others. Mm-hmm. Right. And also you have to know where, <laughs> you kind of have to know where your bread is buttered. And I actually did a um blog, dueling blog with uh, Teresa Reed, the tarot lady, about the differences between a full-time reader and a part-time reader, and that they are still businesses and they are still very valid whether or not you're doing this full-time or you're doing this part-time. And one of the things I wrote about, this is from memory, but I, I think I said like, my bread is buttered by my full-time job. That is where my source of income is really coming from. So I have to pay attention to that and I have to acknowledge that. And if an emergency comes up at work where, you know, I have to I have to take on that emergency, that might mean that I have to cl- cancel a client appointment that evening, you know? Mm-hmm. And that just is the nature of um reading cards or doing tarot part-time. It's just like you have to know where your source of income really is. Um, And then if you want to do it full-time, you have to know that too, because it's just like, you have to start to become very savvy in that world where it's just like, I'll be always be marketing, making sure um, what you're offering, you know, you're finding the right price point, which can be intimidating all on its own. Also, you know, when you're looking at your business, what are the things that are actually making you money? Like, and don't, and don't keep on dropping all of your time and, and, and attention into like the lower price points <laughs> because mm-hmm. you might not be making your income from those and you might do like one or two of those. Um, but you're really focused on like 
hour-long readings or Skype readings. That seems to be where most of your clients are, um, what the the offer that most of your clients are booking. So right. like, I mean, I've taken court, like I've taken business courses, y'all, you know, and mostly with lifetime access. So I can always return to those concepts when I need a little bit of a boost, but it is a real business. And I think the, the premise of this episode was basically Jamie saying like, there, I think there's this misconception that people are just like, oh, that that must be nice. Like, all you have to do is read cards. And it's just like, that's like, no. sitting, that down, <laughs> sitting down with clients is like, just and actually doing the work. Um, that's actually, you know, teeny tiny, <laughs> small. Yeah. And small I just started going facet. back and doing readings. Uh, and when I, when I, uh, I talked to my friend Scoob, who is a business manager person and she figured out all of my income lines and she just like, she did the math. And I was like, I think going to conferences is the best way to make money. And she goes, it's absolutely the worst way for you to make money. It's there's like, it's all output and no intake and you make nothing. And I was like, fuck, but the best way <laughs> to make money is to actually do the readings because of where my price point is. But to get to the point where I do readings um, consistently, I have to figure out how to shove in all the advertising and, and everything else so that that can become my main focus. But the thing about doing readings is people get readings when they need readings. They generally don't get readings. Like you got to get your haircut every eight weeks if that's how you live or you, you get your skin done every whatever you get your skin interiorly exfoliated or whatever uh <laughs> however often and uh and that's a scheduled thing but you can't really rely on people to need a tarot reading every eight weeks so where mm. are you going to find these clients so it becomes this big huge thing and then also you go back to the fact that you are the money you know if you can't do it it can't be done yeah. So I just started going back and doing readings and I'm doing two a week. Like that's it. That's where my, my, and I'm not doing anything else. I'm writing a book, but that's, you know, when I'm able and easier for me than doing readings. Um, but you know, that's not, I can't live on that. You, you know, it, it pays some bills, but not all of them by any means. And, uh, but I do it because I love it. I looked at my life and I looked at my health and I decided two readings a week is where I'm at. I missed my clients and I missed doing the work. So I introduced that small part, but I'm barely on Instagram. You don't see me on social media a lot because I'm reserving my energy for getting well mm -hmm. and taking care of myself and figuring out what my, my new status quo is. And I think that that's something that, you know, all of us have to do in our daily lives, whether, you know, Hillary has this fantastic podcast that she does on her own. I don't think we talk about that on here enough. Hillary, maybe you could we could uh -huh. put it in the show. Yeah, we'll definitely um, put that in sure. the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. But Hillary's got this podcast she does every Friday night. Uh she's she's up on Facebook Live. Um, she has all of these things that she's doing with tapping the EFT. And uh all of the stuff that she's doing is for the end goal that she is a fantastic terror reader and she's a fantastic tapping coach. And she's, she's hustling her ass off, right? And Jamie ha has an ebb and flow kind of business approach where as, as her life allows it, 
she dips more into the tarot world and, and then dips back out. And so all of these models, like whether you're protecting what your life is and your status quo is, which is what I'm doing, or whether you're hustling your ass off, which is what Hillary's doing, or whether you have the ebb and flow model where tarot is something that you do as you're able, just recognize that that is the way to make it sustainable. That is it. You find which way works for you. And that is the most sustainable model of business. Because if I try to hustle right now, like I I was going to do a Patreon. I actually studied the website. I watched all the podcasts. I did. I had everything set up and ready to hit launch. And then I was looking and I'm like, I can't promise this. I can't promise even, you know, two classes a month, which is two hours a month. Because I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. And I don't feel like making promises I can't keep. So I really struggled with it. And then I decided to put it down and I, my tummy quit hurting for the first time in months, you know, because I was about to promise something I wasn't sure I could keep. And I never do that, you know, so finding, finding the thing that works for you um, is the way to, the way to have a successful tarot business. That's it. And, and yeah. I want to, I also want to preface that like, which is like, thank you for saying all those nice things about hustle Hillary. But, you know, even with all of that effort, like, guess what, guys, I have not had a client in like two weeks. And I know that's that might be shocking to some of you hearing that. But that is also the name of the game with some service based business. It doesn't even have to be tarot readings, you know, so like that's part of the reason why a lot of people recommend that you always be marketing yourself. You never know where your next client is coming from. and also knowing energetically whether or not to work with someone and feeling that struggle bus kind of thing where it's just like, I want, I want the client, but I also know that this client's going to be a huge pain in the ass and is probably not going to be worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, there is that there, there, there are moments in your tarot reading business. If you choose to treat it like a business where you have to choose between money or client or you know having to make that temporary you know decision of of oh well I need the money right now like it's just like you know what this this my telephone bill is coming up and this client I know is going to be a pain in the ass but that's going to be you know $75 more than I don't have right now do you know what I mean so it's just like it has clients you know I mean that's the funny thing it's like even back when I was doing technical writing for a living and I was doing it freelance. Um, at one point I actually did a tarot reading on, should I, you know, stay with this company or not? And it said, leave, it's not a good situation, at least not under the person that wanted to literally have me figure out how to change Microsoft word bullets and make them different, you know, smaller. Yeah. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not. I'm not. That person wanted it that detail and that was just too much. So I I said, you know, I don't think we're a good fit. So the thing about owning your own business, I mean, yeah, like Hillary said, maybe you want the money because you need it for, you know, health reasons or that bill that you need to pay or something. You can still have the power to fire your clients because if it's not a good fit for you and or not healthy for you, no amount of money it's going to make it better. It's just going to wear on you and drag your energy down. I mean, you know, that's kind of how I see it. And it's perfectly fine to fire people 
you know? Most tarot readers, at least the ones that I know, uh, have really loud faces anyway. So you're going to be given that reading with your face on. <laughs> and uh, your face is going to be really loud. And, you know, it, it it's a disingenuous experience. I've done readings for paid events where I had to do readings for whoever was in line. And I'm quite certain that the douchebag that I was reading for understood that I thought they were a douchebag from Go because my face was like, oh, it's this dude. Okay, let's just... It's, it's like almost the opposite of resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like like way too expressive bitch face. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's a delicate balance. It's like, you know, I, I personally can't do hustle culture because it burns my Leo flame out so fast, which is why I love that you said, you know, Melissa, that I do this ebb and flow thing because I really do. It, it really is dependent on you know, my seasonal allergies or my asthma or, you know, um, or how I'm feeling in that moment or how much I'm doing. Like, um, as of this recording, it's in March and I've, I've been burning the midnight fuel for two of my, um, you know, tangential tarot things. A, the Carter Mancer, because we have some stuff going on, cool things for summer and Tide, which is coming up in May, which is one of the two conferences I am a program director for. And I, um, right now, I mean, I, I love, I love our presenters. I jokingly call it in my world though, as that, as I put on that program director hat, I heard kitties because everybody's got a lot of questions or they need a little bit more handholding on occasion. Because even though we've done all this before, every time is new for a lot of people, you know, they forget things and I remind them and tell them, cheerlead them. And so, you know, there's, again, that ebb and flow where there's got to be some downtime and stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm also trying to figure out what, again, that Jamie L4 TM registered, the brand, mm-hmm. you know, looks like in the future. And that's something that- Copyright. Yeah, copyright mm-hmm. TM, you know, ETM um, and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, that's something else that, you know, when you're wearing all the hats, it's, you know, do you want to stay- in that box that you've created, you know, at the beginning of your business? Do you want to step into a new bigger box eventually or the mansion box? You know, we're always trying to figure out what's going on and how and where, like I think both Hillary and Melissa said earlier, our attention and energy is. Like I in the Carter Mancer, a lot of people put down buy a reading from me ads. And I'm like, don't. This is going out to professional readers. I market myself as a writer, editor, and creative ideation person. So I I tell people, hey, yes, I am a tarot person, but for you, I'm willing to help you write that book, you know, or or get your idea, you know, to where you you feel you can get published by, you know, someone or a deck published. And, you know, the marketing really for me is I, I market to write, you know, my readings for writers or for others, because that's really who your clientele is going to come from. Not, not as Melissa said, you know, not going, I mean, we love conferences. I think all of us are kind of, you know, conference. Oh, God, I love so much. Because I love to learn and I love to see, you know, Melissa and Hillary in person. But I'm not going to market my business to them. I'm going to say, you know, write an article for the Cartomancer or, you know, teach, learn to teach and come to Newt's or Tide or something, you know? Because that's another aspect to yep. to tarot is, is there are always going to be a need for tarot teachers. And I mean, even, even in like conversation with someone, it, it, like tarot will even, uh, you know, 
eventually come up and they'll ask me, oh, well, this, well, I always thought this card was a negative. And, and it's just like, nope, it's about context and da, da, da. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting sometimes with tarot and knowing that you're going to love it and love it forever <laughs> and maybe putting a couple of tattoos of tarot cards on your body. Um, but also realizing that if you want to be in that business, that one, you have to evolve, like you have to evolve with your business and your business has to evolve with you. And two, there are always going to be um, aspects of the business that you're not going to like, but you're going to do anyway, because the love of tarot and the love of actually sitting down and reading for people outweighs the kind of sucky parts of the job. Like I know people don't like that marketing aspect. They really don't. But you know what? If you build it, they will come is a big fat fucking lie. (laughs) It is. I mean, you got to put yourself out there. You know, you got to say, hi, I read cards. I do things. This is what my area of what card reading I like. But I love what you said, Hillary, about growing the business or changing the business. Like everybody's like, I love, I mean, I'll say it. I love tarot. And, you know, it's like, yeah, right now I love collecting my cards and petting them and making and saying that they look pretty. I don't necessarily want to read even for myself or, you know, there's always this thing and people forget that even when you love something, it's got to grow and change. It's still a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, and and think about this. think about some of the episodes that we previously put out there, like definitely um, the episode with John, where we were all taken aback with how many touch points you actually need before someone is pulling out their credit card or their money to get a reading with you. Um, I was actually talking about this with my therapist last week, which is really funny because he was just like, he, he's always like, like, I love John Hillary, Hillary, you need to do more. Like my therapist is like, you need to do more. Oh, you would, people would love you. People would flock. So it's just like, you know, therapy slash business advice. It's, it's interesting. But, um, he said, he said to me, oh, like, yeah, you should do this more in bars or you should do this more in restaurants. Like, if you take out your cards, people will flock to you. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, um, and I, you know, I smiled and nodded. And at the same time, in the back of my head, it's just like, what do you think I've been doing the last year? Um, right. And it's <laughs> like, and, and I don't want to. Like, I, Teresa Reed right. is a hero of mine, and I'm lucky enough to call her a friend. And that bitch hustles better, like, and I've known her for what a, over a decade now, yep. Of hustle, and I I looked at her stuff one time, and I'm like, I could I could do. I don't want to. I even when I was well, I don't want to spend the amount of time, the energy that like I don't have it in me to be Teresa Reed. I have it in me to be Melissa Fucking Stanova. You know, you're here. And Ooh. only reason that I'm doing two readings a week is because I miss doing tarot readings. It is not for the fame and the glory and the money is because I missed my clients. That's it. I missed yeah. doing tarot readings and the old, the, the most amount of readings I could do in a week right now is two. And the only reason that I'm doing them is because I love doing tarot readings. And if that isn't at the core of your business, you have really got to consider what you do for a living or for mm-hmm. fun or for ebb and flow or for mm-hmm. what have you. If the core of it isn't, I really fucking love tarot. What are you doing? What's up? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you I'm, trying? 
I know we've had conversations either publicly on the podcast or privately where it's just like, ah, sometimes I really hate humans. And it's yep. just like, but, <laughs> you know, and this is, this is probably not the right business for you if you have a deep and abiding hatred for humanity um, yeah. because it's such a service-based business and you're kind of like, you, you're going to you're gonna be dealing with humans all the freaking time in all their weird and wonderful glory. So you've yeah, got to get- I want to play the devil's too. advocate here and say like, <laughs> you can do this. You can, you can, you can hate people. But still read because you're trying to make it a better place, you know? All or right. So, so That's I, mean, it, well, That's, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to yuck, yuck somebody's yum yum for who they are, you know? I think it's, that's sweet. You're right. You're right. Again, I think I'm the eternal optimist between all yeah, of us. Jamie is our moral compass. We just need to... <laughs> Yeah. I'm not it. saying that I hate, I'm not saying that I hate I humanity. Absolutely but not. But I'm saying like... You can't you can't really do that or have that philosophy and and then expect to be, you know, a successful tarot reader, really. <laughs> well, I mean, you I mean you could. You can be the successful worst tarot reader. Like this person gives me the worst advice and yet it works. You know? What are those like, I've seen that, most, though. the most hated? I've seen I've seen that though. I've seen people use that kind of concept in their marketing and like actually their title. And I'm just like, I know who you are as a person. I've seen who, how you've interacted with people. And it's just like, that's, that's not going to work, you know, because yeah. there, there's a difference between tough love readings and then being an utter asshole Rick. to somebody when you read for them. So Anyway, <laughs> I, don't know. I think the motivation is is individual, and the result is we do what we do, and people need it or want it, you yeah. know. And I'm happy. I you know I wish I was back at nine readings a week just because I really loved it, and I miss it, but I can't do it right now. And so I think I think that that kind of at least quarterly assessment of where you are as a person and then match that up against where you can can be as a reader is really important to anybody who does any kind of holistic heart centered you know kind of faith first reading or or work you know whether it's reiki or tarot or astrology or whatever you know when you're in in this kind of world you have to take care of the vessel first and instead of after you know because if you mm -hmm. show up at i don't know a, a data entry at an insurance company which was the most soul-sucking job that i ever had um and you don't feel good you can still do data entry it doesn't matter the numbers are going to be the same but if you show up at a tarot reading and that exchange of energy with somebody is shifted by how you feel and how how what you're bringing to work that day it matters it matters enough to to take that that quarterly or even monthly kind of snapshot to see how you're doing what you can give back what you what you can give back without hurting yourself mm -hmm. yeah i agree well, that was fucking deep wow no i wanted to to 
um, address something that Melissa said before. I think it was Melissa. It might have been Jamie as well. Um, but that that concept of the um, the maintenance reading versus the um, you know I need a reading, and it's just like maybe maybe we're here, and maybe one of the purposes of this podcast or our teaching or whatever is to make people understand how valuable tarot can be, not just in that space of I need a reading right now, but having mm-hmm. that like tarot for spiritual maintenance kind of reading. You know, where it's just like sometimes our clients are really checked out of their own feelings or their Mm -hmm. own intuition or their own bodies. And a tarot reading can kind of allow them to tune back into themselves. So we need to kind of let people know like tarot is much more than just I need a reading right now. I need the answers right now. I need need a relationship (laughs) reading. I need the money reading. You know, you know, because those are I mean, while those those are the two bread and butter, you know, readings that most of us, most readers will say they get like Ethany loves doing relationship readings. I, however, am more akin to what you said, Hillary. I'd rather see people have, you know, that aha moment from or help them get to point A to point B, you know, Mm -hmm. in their life. And I, I may not do a whole lot of readings, but that's because. I do an hour long and it is kind of more coachy or therapeutic than, than mm-hmm. anything. I, 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 and this is something funny. Like I literally talked to my therapist yesterday and we were kind of talking about, again, what we're talking here, which is very fresh in my mind. And for readers and for what I think, as you said, Melissa, what, what spiritual holistic folk, you know, do as we help others through and we're going through it as well. It's tied to our self-worth. So while I feel like I'm flailing my arms all the time about Jamie Elford, the business TM, registered ETM, um, it's because I still have self-worth issues on my own because of what I, uh, how badly I was teased and all the CPTSD. So that's something, again, that, you know, I didn't think about that. That was an aha moment to me. Once again, you know, your business or who you are or what you do is also tied into your Mm self-worth. And re-examining all this stuff every quarter, like Liz said, or every month, or if you're you're sick or, you know, recovering from an illness every day, every week, you know, your capacity and your energy levels are going to change. I just had two kidney surgeries in two weeks and canceled the two readings, like, can't do it you know it became a week by week thing and now as i'm getting better i'm considering adding maybe three readings a week like we'll see how it goes i know but that's a big step for me because that's three days that i need to make sure that i'm feeling well enough and can i guarantee that you know can i say that i'll do something and do it because i don't make promises i can't keep and so what that means lately is that i don't make any promises you know mm-hmm. 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 But in any case, dear reader, no matter where you are on this journey, um, it's going to be the right moment for you. It, you know, you don't, I mean, yes, try on wearing all the hats. Try on taking on as much as you can for your energy level and your capacity for it. And you will flail, no matter if you're a beginner or an expert. But, you know, the homework, I guess, is what I wrote down is because we've been talking about this 
you know, thread throughout the whole thing. Look at your energy level and figure out your capacity. What can you do at this moment or like at your worst or when, when you're at your best? I have a red light system for my asthma and my allergies, like shot days when I get my three allergy shots every three weeks, that day that I get the shots, that's a red day where I do nothing because I have to nap. Um, but you know, when you come up with a system that works for you, this is going to help you because you'll be able to be at your best, no matter what level you're at, whether it's a, you know, surgical day, you know, like poor Liz and she can't do any readings on the day and she wants to, or, you know, Hillary, where she's at her best and is, you know, doing readings and podcasting all at the same time, you know, that same day, you know, you'll mm-hmm. learn what's best for you. And figure out how, you know, you can make, you know, this this gig, you know, as a lot of us will say, or this business was what we should be saying, work for you and be sustainable. Yeah. And know, knowing that it, it's hard, it can be hard sometimes um, having your worth be tied to your job. So just be cautious about that because when you get to that point where you're not able to read all the time, it can become an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and luckily mine was at a place where <clears throat> I know that I'm a good tarot reader and I know that, um, that I'm a good author and I'm confident in all of those things. So I was able to, but this is after what, 30 years of doing it, you know, that I had to put it down. And had it come at any other point in my life, I don't know that I would have been as comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And knowing that just because the clients might not be coming in for you right now, that doesn't make you a bad reader. Um, we all have, the, it's the nature of a service-based business, um, that ebb and flow, that feast or famine cycle. You might have a week where you don't have any clients booked, and that might be very scary to you. Um, but make sure that you're doing other things to care for yourself and know that you're worthy. Um, and then you might have another week where you're really, really booked solid. So um, you always want to keep in the back of your mind that this is not necessarily a business that offers guarantees or steady income a lot of the time. <laughs> or that's, even, that's kind or of, even health insurance. Remember or that. Health insurance, or health insurance. Or, you got to pay all you know, that. benefits or 401k or whatever. Um, but just knowing that. And also vacation. if you do and vacation, it's just oh like, God. if you have to, if you have to have another, another job that doesn't make you less of a tarot reader. Yeah. So have fun, experiment, and good luck. We're here for you. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.